G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. 2020, bringing a biblical perspective on life, culture and current events. Weekdays on UCB's Vision Radio Network. Find out more at vision.org.au. Well, we're back today talking with Bill Muhlenberg from Culture Watch, and he has been blogging about some very important issues just of late. One of those is the idea, uh, I guess, uh, from observation, Bill Muhlenberg, that people tend to cherry pick various bits of the scripture and make them their favorites while overlooking some of the harder or more difficult passages. And you've begun to explain the way people do that by illustrating that with the way we might visit a cafe these days and look at the menu on the board and choose what we like from the menu. Is that a fair enough way of talking about how Christians might look at the scriptures? Yeah, well, I think that's quite uh, accurate. Uh... We have a kind of cafeteria Christianity. We grab our tray, we head down the line, we pick and choose. Oh, that looks good. I might have one of those. Oh, I don't want that one, thanks. So as we do with much of life, where we elevate choice to the highest good, we uh, sadly often come to Scripture that way. We pick and choose those bits that we want to uh, read or focus on or obey, (laughs) and we conveniently ignore those other bits which may be too hard or cut too close to the uh, bone. And uh, so I think it's a problem all of us face and a temptation we have to resist. I guess we also come to the Scriptures with preconceived ideas about what we are about to read Mm -hmm. and even preconceived ideas about what we think God would say to us from the Scriptures. Yes, we do. Sadly, all come to Scripture with rose-colored glasses on. It might be, as you say, preconceived ideas or theology or a particular spin or the way you've heard the passage talked about from the pulpit. Uh, I guess the idea, in some way, even though it's not fully possible, is to come to the Bible as if reading it for the very first time, as if you never even heard it before, as if you were a Martian coming to Earth. You find this book, you pick it up, you start reading it, and that, of course, coupled with the Holy Spirit's guidance, that's the ideal. But uh, again, in a fallen world, it's not always that way. We do have plenty of preconceived theological spin on these things, and sadly, we can lose the real power and the the really revolutionary character. I mean, simply reading the gospel accounts and what Jesus said, just radical, mind-boggling stuff when you think about it. But we've become so familiar with the text, and we've heard so many uh, kind of uh, mushy uh, sermons uh, watering down some of the hard aspects of discipleship that... Uh, Yeah, it's really lost a lot of its power. So we need to pray each time we read the Word, God, just speak to me again, as if for the first time and with the full impact of your Spirit. Bill, give us an example of Mm. how we might see things afresh. Uh, Mm. You've got an illustration about how do I get eternal life. Mm. Yeah, well, there's plenty of uh, uh, sayings of Jesus and stories that we could mentioned in the Gospels, the one about the uh, rich young ruler 
who asked us actually that question. He came to Jesus. He said, Jesus, what must I do to have eternal life? And uh, very uh, amazing story. It's in all three of the Synoptic Gospels. Matthew 19, for example, has got it. And, you know, he says, oh, I've kept all the commandments from my youth. And, you know, seems to think he's a pretty good person. And, of course, back in that day, in that culture, uh, to be wealthy was a sign of God's favor and blessing anyway. So he thought he had it made. Good works, a lot of money. Jesus uh, said, well, you know, there's one thing you lack. Uh, give away all your wealth and your riches and then follow me. And then we read these uh, shocking, sad words in verse 22 that the wealthy young ruler went away sad because he had great possessions. And, uh, wow, what a story. Uh, powerful. But do we even read it in the same way today? I mean, most of us, I mean, certainly all of us, everyone listening to this broadcast would be fabulously wealthy beyond comparison with most people throughout human history. But it doesn't even strike us when we read a passage like this. Hey, is this me? Have I put my wealth and my material goods and my consumerism and my desire for buying new stuff have I made that into a God? Is that an idol in my life? And is that, in fact, keeping me from the kingdom? Is that keeping me from being a disciple? So we've really robbed ourselves of the impact of such strong passages like this, and we just kind of gloss over it and think, yeah, somebody else that might be true for, but it's not true for me. Let me ask you this, Bill. The way we perceive authority about the Scriptures, uh, we might be thinking, well, the pastor didn't preach that from his pulpit on Sunday. Uh, Bill Muhlenberg didn't mention that aspect in his conversation with Neil on a Friday. Uh, This idea of actually hearing God, hearing the voice of God, the Holy Spirit speaking to you through the Scriptures and actually saying, well, wow, that was for me. That's something I think you're saying we need to work on. Yeah, well, sure, all of us, every one of us, we need to, every day, well, first of all, we need to be reading the Scripture every day, and if we're not, we need to repent. That's the first step. We can't say we love God if we don't love His Word, and if we can't spend, a, you know, 10, 15 minutes a day reading it, then something's wrong. But yeah, every time we do come to His Word, we need to pray, God, speak to me. Let your Word jump out at me, not at my neighbor, not at my wife. Let it jump out at me. And help me not to omit the things that you've said. Again, simply the Gospels, so many really hard, revolutionary things that Jesus said, and we tend to gloss over it or ignore it. So uh, we need to say, hey, God, speak to me. And, you know, we all want advice on how to live life and everything. Well, it's all there pretty much in Scripture. So we don't need a special extra revelation. We just need to get serious about what God has already spoken to us in his word. Let me ask you why we might not actually be inspired to open the scriptures and deliberately look to hear from God. Is it because we actually do appreciate that the conditions for becoming a disciple of Jesus are actually quite tough? We might not want to actually pursue that. Certainly part of it. Uh, We uh, don't want to expose ourselves to anything that's unpleasant or that uh, convicts us. But of course, another reason would be obviously Satan uh, does not want any child of God to read the Word. He knows he's got us just where he wants us if we're not daily feeding on the Word of God. So it's a spiritual battle. So we have to make time. We have to make it a priority. 
I don't know of anybody who doesn't start the day, you know, having a good hearty breakfast or at least a good lunch, a good dinner. I mean, it's just, it's a no-brainer. You do it because you need that food. Well, spiritually, it's exactly the same. We need that daily spiritual food, and if we don't, we're robbing ourselves and doing harm to ourselves. Okay, Bill, the last word on actually making a change and opening the Bible and listening for the voice of God. Uh, when when we say, well, okay, uh, I agree, there are going to be tough things in there. If I take a fresh approach, open the Bible, I'll see some things that will be a challenge to me. Mm. Uh, the last word on actually making that change and uh, moving along in an opportunity that God might be creating to open new doors and different ways to live our lives. Mm. Yes, well, if we're serious about being his followers, and Jesus actually only called for serious disciples. He didn't call for casual inquirers, but diligent seekers. If we want to mean business with God, well, then the least we can do is spend time with his word and get our marching instructions from him. And as I said often, you spend simply 10 minutes a day, read three chapters a day, you can get through the whole Bible in one year. So that's the very least we can do. So what is our priority in life? Is Jesus and his word the priority or is it serving self? We all need to ask ourselves some hard questions here. It's always a challenge hearing your advice on these issues, Bill Muhlenberg. And I'll point people to the Culture Watch website. Simply Google Culture Watch and you'll find Bill's latest blogs and a couple on this type of topic. Uh, the one we're talking about today, it's time to get serious. And you've got some other uh, issues there you cover about some of the hard issues that Jesus talks about. Bill, it's always a pleasure talking. Thanks so much for being with us again today on 2020. Thanks again. Like what you've just heard? There's more great podcasts. Or you can listen to us live at vision.org.au. And remember, Vision is listener supported. Your donation of any amount will help us continue connecting faith to life. Learn more or donate today at vision.org.au.